Hello everyone, this is Rob Adams. Wanted to welcome you to today's podcast. Today, we have Gary McDonald, GMAC, if you know him for that. Um, he is the inventor of Falking, and he's gonna share with us today how he invented Falking and the benefits of Falking. So thank you again for attending and being a listener to the rest of this podcast. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Rest of Us Podcast. My name is Rob Adams and I'll be your host for the day. Today on the show, we have Gary McDonald, also known as GMAC, um, who is the inventor of Falking. And we're going to talk today a little bit about this invention and uh, how, where it came from and where it's going. You ready for that, Gary? Oh, absolutely. All right, Gary. So Falking is um, a combination of fast walking and that's how you came up with Falking. Is that correct? That is correct. Um, you've always been kind of in shape. You've, uh, I've, I've seen pictures of you in the past. You were pretty buff, big dude. And so exercise is important to you in your life. It's a daily routine, a daily routine. And so, um, tell me, um, when, when did this happen or tell me what started it that you had to uh, switch up and, and get into falking? You know, in 2015, um, I was out, uh, trail jogging. Um, but it was shortly after healing a knee surgery. Uh, so my knee was clicking quite a bit. And as I was coming back, I, I decided to fast walk instead to try to get back in time for my appointment. Um, you know, after a little while, the bottle that I was carrying, uh, was throwing me off center. So I, uh, it was filled about halfway and it was one of those smart water bottle, one liters, they're pretty long. Mm. And, um, so, you know, because my knee was healing, I really felt every detail to, to what was going on while I was walking and it was pulling me to a side. So I would trade arms and it would pull me to that side a little bit, but it, there was always a non-centered feeling. Um, so I wasn't healing right. So I put the bottle in front of me and started swishing it back and forth with to, both hands, with both hands to center, like a grandfather clock would go back and forth. And then my, uh, my legs would, were basically just kind of, um, timed with my, my bottle. And then I started fast walking to the tune of my slushing and sloshing of the water. Um, so you're using the water kind of as a ballast. Um, to create, like a dog would use its tail to right. kind of create an extra level of balance. Right, right. And, and then, you know, while I was out there, I started thinking about the the nature channel that I was watching not too long before that. And I watched a cheetah make a real hasty turn. And he threw his tail one way while he was turning the other. And mm. he utilized that weight in order to bounce him out. Mm. Um, so I just found that uh, doing this with a water bottle consistently for a couple hours a day um, has healed my back surgery issues that I've had these last couple years, um, my knee surgery and all of that. So let's back up a little bit. Let's talk about your back surgery. Are we talking about like a fused disc? Or are we talking about what kind of back surgery? Interesting. You know, shortly after I created Falking and, and was Falking for like eight months, um, I got in a snowmobile accident and uh, had ended up, ended up having a triple fusion. Um, triple fusion. Right. Yeah. It was my second triple fusion. I had one uh, prior. So I was experienced to back surgery. Um, I had a triple fusion in 2012. And obviously, I believe that, you know, the falking exercise helped helped me create uh, a little bit more muscle movement than I was used to having. You know, it's not very often where somebody grabs a bottle and puts it in front of them and swings it back and forth. So, um, and, and then that cross um, resistance between your your leg stride and your arm striding, um, you know, as they go back and forth, you're you're kind of doing a cross pull. And so, if you if you think about uh, with regards to fascia strength. Um, you know, that lining of, 
uh, that lining in between your skin and your muscle sure uh, programs you know pretty much your muscle memory um, that right there I believe uh, if you stay centered enough and you do things accurate that your body will heal um, and the things that you've done inaccurate will will obviously change themselves interesting so what I hear you saying is you let your body be the guide um, in this exercise it wasn't a something that you did some studying on it was just something self-discovered yeah. um, as you were out trying to walk fast or do different things to exercise yeah your, your body wants to do everything correctly anyway mm-hmm. if you can get the right breathing exercise going typically your mind will stop doing the thinking and your body will hmm. I love that um, so um, in your experience now you've been falking for um, gosh 2015 less the time that you were out for your back surgery so it's been about three years that you've been at falking not altogether but um, pretty steady. Right. Um, have you had any chance to talk to anybody in the medical profession about your theories on falking? You know, I have spoken with uh, nurses and, and MMA fighters. I know that's a cross between different people, but the the people that I, I get the most response out of are the people that do extreme sports. Uh, the ones that are constantly twisting and pulling different directions, but yet they're not throwing out their backs and muscles because they're constantly doing these type of motions. Mm. Um, I did uh, correspond quite frequently with the head of engineering up at the University of Utah, and after emails and whatnot, they, they did send a, a field researcher out. Um, they wanted to do a study on it, which you know was like a $10,000 investment, so I blew it off. And I, hey, man, this is more of a hobby for me. I'm going to go out and folk, you know, type thing. But yeah. Right. Well, great. Just um, we're going to take a quick break right now. Um, and uh, before we ask my, my next question, we're going to have a quick break and uh, a word from our sponsor. Nice. Thank you for tuning in to the Rest of Us podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by the Bowen Adams Real Estate Team. Um, real estate professionals here in the Valley that are willing to help you find or sell your home in the quickest, less, least amount of stress way possible. Um, give us a call. Let us know if we can help you and earn your family's business. And um, also, do you know anyone interesting that would come on the Rest of Us and share their dreams, their passions with us? Let us know. Thanks so much. All right, here we are again. Thanks for uh, staying tuned with us. I'm here with GMAC. We're talking about falking. Now, this is something um, I've known GMAC for, how long have I known you, Gary? Since 2014. 2014, and this has been a thing that he's talked about um, quite a bit with me, and um, we've thought about ideas, and we've even had um, falkathons where we've invited people to come and be a part of it. We've had a um, a contest to see who could uh, effectively falk the fastest over a distance and they would win a Rockwell watch or some other awesomeness. And so you've done quite a bit with, uh, with falking. Uh, my question for you, Gary, is um, what is, um, tell me, give me a, a short list or a long list if you want of the, the benefits that you've seen in your life from falking. Oh, man. So just starting with the physical benefits of falking, um, think about your best uh, fast walking session that you've done in your whole life and then throw in having a three three and a half pound weight in front of you and pushing it back and forth in front of you like a shake weight so just picture yourself with a shake weight what is that going to do for your shoulders what is that going to do for your triceps your forearms um, and even your wrists for instance because you're working your wrists going back and forth as well so what is that going to do compared to not having it so what are the health benefits in it Fast walking plus some. Um, I believe that it really does uh, assist with teaching people how to breathe properly. Because um, if, if you have flow, if you have a, a really consistent um, 
balance and flow about you. A rhythm. A rhythm. You you become centered in what you're doing, um, and a lot of times you you disappear within that center. Hmm. Um, so a lot of people can go longer distances, getting more cardio with uh, less um, impact. Uh, I, I believe that this is the type of thing that you, you can utilize uh, in trail running as well. Um, I do it myself, and I'm pretty sure if I do it, other people can. But uh, I swing the bottle in front of me as I trail ride, uh, trail run. Um, I've been uh, I've been metaphored as an antelope, um, looking like a jackalope or how. Whatever it is, uh, something hopping through the field. I would agree with that description. I've uh, gone falking, and uh, Gary is gone. I'm uh, hustling to keep up or even keep sight, and so you're very quick in that regard. So what I hear you saying is it's more than just um, a physical benefit. There's a, a mental or, should I say, spiritual benefit as well because you, um, you kind of go to that place, you're in that rhythm, and you can kind of get into flow. Yeah, I, I definitely. So when I'm jogging or running really hard and I hit my peak performance, I'm pretty um, amped. I, I have a lot of adrenaline and all of that, you know, the dopamines, it, all of that in your system that you're dealing with in heavy spurts has to go out of your system too. And then you're going to feel the down, right? Mm. Um, the nice thing about falking is that I do hit my peak performance, but I hit it for a longer period of time. Um, I don't need to stop right after my peak performances so that I can uh, rest and then go on, right? Mm. So the low-impact, high-cardio uh, exercise um, I, exercises in your life that you find, I would, I would promote do that and definitely pay attention to your breathing. If you find yourself very consistent uh, with your trance, kind of transcendental meditation type breathing, um, you'll find yourself get a lot more benefit from it. Hmm. I love that. So how often are you falking a week? You know, b- before uh, starting my real estate uh, studying right now, uh, I was falking in the morning about an hour and 15 minutes. And typically I take one day off the week. And that has to do with, you know, whether or not my knees clicking too much. Hmm. Okay. And so this is something that you've done five or six days a week for? Uh, consistently since uh, April of 2015. Um, obviously I had about 90 days worth of healing after my back surgery, but matter of fact, Rob was the first one to take me out on, uh, I'll speak to you, Rob, you were the first one to take (laughs) me out after my fusion. Um, you know, I really didn't think that I can, um, go out and hit the dimple dill. It was like the Goliath in my life. And then we went out chatting one day, we were just going to walk to the park and you just kept walking and we ended up on the dell that one day. So. Um, you know, I, I do know that, uh, I, I don't know if I should apologize for that or <laughs> you got me back on the trail. Nice. <laughs> nice. Well, okay. So there's a lot of benefits, um, from the time that you, um, in 2014, when you started falking to now, well, how much weight would you say you may have managed or lost in that period of time? 2015, uh, not to correct you, but, um, you know, in 2015, I, I chose to change my my habits. Is what I did. Um, matter of fact, I I I found out a little bit of um, a method of meditating that that helped me calm down, helped me um, have a real quiet place to consider, you know, all the different things in my life and whatnot. And I was able to do a lot of uh, compartmentalizing um, because of that. Now, 
uh, falking has been an extension of my meditation. So instead of having to go into a closet or, you know, wherever you meditate in the bathtub or wherever it is, um, falking is, is become kind of a meditation where I can go out and just do a constant breathing, uh, put some headphones on and just come back in an hour and a half basically. And during that time you're, I come, you're fully centered. Hopefully, so I come back with inspiration that I, that you know, I know that I did, didn't deserve. It's just so, so huge and grandiose, oh, I love that. right? Very cool. So here we are. Let's fast forward another five years. Falking is now a nationwide sport. Where do you see it going? I, I don't want to. You know, you're you're being way too nice. There's a couple hundred people that correspond and say that they falk and they really enjoy it and whatnot. I, what I see falking being is is a place where the people that are um, a little bit more out of shape than usual um, that want to catch up to those that are in shape, right? Uh, a place where they can go and and just be with themselves and not worry too much about how they they look because it's a humbling exercise. When you do this, it's you might as well be jumping around in a potato sack. Um, it's, it, you're the anomaly wherever you go. And so if, if this is something that, you know, excites you as being the anomaly, like it does myself, um, this is your sport, uh, fast walking wise. I'm, I'm in better shape. I believe than most of my friends, uh, most of my friends are really athletic. Uh, we climb mountains together and when we climb mountains, I have a bottle in front of me and I fall and typically I'm up there 20, 15 minutes before they are. And uh, maybe that has a lot to do with, uh, I'm now a skinny guy, but I can say because of falking, I'm now a skinny guy. I love that. Well, I've gone hiking with you as well. And uh, you've had to wait for me a couple times, so um, I need to get uh, I need to get out falking. That's what needs to happen. Nice. Um, so if um, but if it was if it was a perfect world and you could um, you could put it out there and let more people know about falking, where could they learn more about it? I, I would go to my falking channel on Facebook. Um, that's all I pretty much created. I did trademark the word in case anybody wanted to utilize it for charities or whatnot. Um, uh, it's it's. I trademarked it for the community, for, for the world. They could do whatever they want with it. I, I, I was a little insulted that the word was used uh, prior to me figuring out the word um, for something different. It had to do with Facebook and stalking and something like that. But I just knew that falking, you know, the word fast and walking put together, it sounds better than Facebook stalking. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, true. Uh, uh, I love it. Well, cool. Um, so, um, Gary, let me ask you one more thing before we wrap up, and this is going to be my question that I ask all my guests. It's important um, because it kind of opens up your brain a little bit and uh, lets people know what you're about. What is something in your life right now that you're really excited about? Oh, I mean, like you can go with the standard things like my kids and, and my wife and all of that, but those are obvious ones, right? Right. Um, man, what I'm really excited about is uh, the space between the lines right Do you know now. what that means. Well, when you go and you walk through a cemetery and you see the dates, you often wonder what the space between those lines were, what they consisted of. Hmm. That's cool. That's very cool. Yeah. I love that, the space between the lines. Well, um, as far as I can tell, you're filling up that space. You're doing some good things out in the community. I love that you're passionate about this, um, and I love that you're willing to share with us here um, at The Rest of Us. Um, so thanks for being a, a guest here today and um, do you know anyone that might be interested in being a part of the podcast well first of all being part of the rest of us is something that just happens 
it does just happen. Yeah. Um, the, you know, we're looking for um, everybody that's doing something good in the community, something that um, someone that uh, is passionate about what it is they're doing, and they're um, making the world a better place. And right. they're not aligned necessarily with um, a larger organization or anything. And I feel like there's a lot of people, as I've done my charity events, I've met a lot of really great people that are just lone rangers out there. Yeah. And I really want to kind of try to create a community of those good people because uh, w- there's a ton of them out there. You know, I, I'll tell you what, um, there's a gentleman by the name of Dr. Eric Lundquist who lives here in town. I met him when I was trying to rent um, his house up on uh, Montreux, up in Draper. It was a beautiful house, right? But the guy has really made an impact. Um, he's a very bright individual. He, he was a NASA scientist. He wow. works for uh, L3 now as a as a high-tech individual. He is really interesting to talk to about spirituality, by the way. Great. Eric? Eric Lundquist. Dr. Eric, Calling I say. you out. We're calling you out. If you listen to this podcast, this is your invitation. Uh, get a hold of us. Get a hold of GMAC, and let's make it happen. Thanks so much again, Gary. Really appreciate your time. Glad to be here. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Rest of Us, the show that highlights those who are doing great things in their community. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends and family. Give us a nice review and subscribe here below. We'd love to know your thoughts as well. We also wanted to thank our sponsor, the Bowen Adams Real Estate Team. If you are looking to sell or buy a home or are in a real estate agent that's looking to join the best team in the world, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube or bowenadams.com. We love you guys and hope you have a great week. Thank you.